And I mean, I think you suggest that historically countries have become heavily indebted is linked to internal great powers and sustainable efforts to support an overseas empire. You see that with the Dutch, you point out it happened to the British, and you strongly imply it's not happening to the United States. Yes, in all our respects, not just the overseas empire. You see that when it comes domestically, there's not enough money, and when there is hard money, like tight to ball and take the hard linkage, the spending would be limited by thinking about how much money do I have. But now, when you have fiat monetary system which has existed through all times, fiat, you mean basically paper money, paper money, not baked by anything, that's right, that you can make up whatever amount of money you want, so it virtually overextends the international because it's no longer economic to support the world out there, but also domestically because when you have large wealth gaps, and you have economic problems, you need money, otherwise there's going to be a revolution and just like we went through in the constitution, we needed more money, but where did you get the money from? You printed it basically, history has shown, and, there, and here's the reality, you either take it away from somebody else or you print it, and taking it away from somebody else is what causes these revolutions. The people get angry and everybody fights over money. When you print it, it's less obvious. Nobody asks where did the money come from. They are happy. They all receive checks. The checks come into mail and everybody is happy and nobody figures where does it come from. And that where are the costs? The costs are of course the value of money goes down. And it's a cost for those who hold money thing for hold up instruments. For example, if you're holding cash or you're holding a bond, you get a return that is much below the inflation rate, and that's what the tax is. So you have inflation higher than the interest rates, and that shows you right down to them. And that's happening throughout history. And before we turn to the old chair to the populism <coughs> and the great power competition, this debt question and printing money are we now at a point where your theory is kind of coming to life because you're seeing this resurgence of inflation after several kind of relation to the economy after the crisis after the pandemic and so on and now perhaps we're having to reckoning yes and i'd like to explain a little bit why giving money and credit is a stimulant that produces a handover if that has to be paid back in real dollars. So in other words, when you give credit, it gives buying power, but it also creates debt, which means you have to spend less than you earn to pay back that debt. And that's depressing, but because that's depressing, it gives it another dose of stimulants when you get that depressing environment. And that's why over a period of time, debts rise relative to incomes, and one man's debts are another man's assets, and so that balancing up becomes very difficult because, as we've seen, when you have a lower return relative to inflation, you don't want to hold those assets anymore. So that's what we are seeing now, right? You're seeing that there is a selling of bonds 
that there is selling a money market instrument and cash instruments because people begin to realize that what they are getting paid is not enough relative to inflation. So what they thought was safe, such as investments in cash, is not safe because of inflation. The dynamic in and of itself causes the selling of the bonds. So you have to not only sell an amount of new bonds that equals the government deficit, that's the amount of new bond sold. There is selling of bonds on other debt instruments by investors, and all the system which was based on really free money go through an adjustment process, go through the shock that we're seeing reflected in the market today. So that puts the central bank in the difficult, in the difficult position of either having to see interest rates rise as there was more selling of the debt than there is a desire to buy it or to put it in the position of the, having to print and buy that debt more. So you see these successive waves, waves of increased stimulation. So starting in 1980, every cyclical peak and every cyclical drop in interior rates was lower than the one before it to produce the stimulation until you hit a zero interest rate. And then when you hit a zero interest rate, we got the printing of money because that that was the way to stimulate and every stimulation produced a greater amount of printing money and buying those financial assets. And that's the cycle that we're seeing, which is a late day cycle.